Jake here. Thank you for taking a trip to the past with me. The original podcast version of The Americans will be released weekly, but if you don't want to wait, then go to jakebible.substack.com and become a paid subscriber. You'll receive access to all of The Americans as well as early release novels, audiobooks, and other exclusive extras. That's jakebible.substack.com. Now enjoy the original podcast production of The Americans. Cheers. Warning. This podcast reading is for mature audiences only. You will not be warned again. Welcome to the podcast reading of Jake Bible's The Americans, book two in the Dead Mech Apex Trilogy. The Americans is a sidequel to Dead Mech, meaning it takes place simultaneously with book one. You can listen to this novel first or start with Dead Mech. Go to jakebible.com for more information on this podcast, Dead Mech, and other fiction by Jake Bible. Enjoy. Hey, welcome back to the Americans, everybody. What was that you heard? A promo before the podcast? Why, that's just crazy talk. Well, yes, it is crazy talk because it is the FDO, Scott Sigler. And, um, you know, he's got this this little book. It's the All Pro, third in his, you know, GFL series. Just a little thing, limited edition, hardcover. Went on sale on April 1st. So you need to hurry your asses over to scottsigler.com and buy yourself a copy. You better hurry. This is limited edition. There's only so many that are being printed. That's it. That's all. Game over. There won't be more, folks. And, you know, if you want to hurry and try and get a low number, if the numbers of the, you know, copies matter to you, you're going to need to hurry and do that. The other thing you can do is use the code MECH, M-E-C-H. If I really have to spell it, then you're not paying attention. Mac, use that. That'll get you $3 off the book, you know, and any other. They got bundles there. Don't forget, there's the rookie and the starter, the first two in the series. There may not be any rookie left because they're selling like hotcakes. It's crazy. But get on over there. If you haven't listened to the rookie or the starter um, in Scott's podcast, shame on you. These are outstanding books, outstanding stories. I've read them both, listened to them both. Well, I guess the starter's going on right now. So read them both. Outstanding stuff. So get on over to scottsigler.com and order yourself the limited edition hardcover. You can get it signed personalized, personalized message from Mr. Sigler himself if you hurry up now. And these are limited edition. Hurry your butt once this is all over. There ain't getting no more. That's it. Use the code MEC and you can get some dollars off. So that's my shilling. That's that's what I'm shilling. That's what I'm doing. Um, you could go to jakebible.com and look at my buy the fiction page and buy my stuff. But hey, you know, I'm making this about Scott. That's why the promo was in the beginning, folks. All right. Um, I'm pretty much going to stop rambling here because we're going to get right into the story. It is short. It's a short episode of the Americans this week, mainly because that's all I got recorded so far, um, which brings me to there won't be an Americans next week. Uh, because I don't have any recorded and I know I'm not going to have time. But the following week, there definitely will be. Next week, what's going to be going on is you will get a episode of Grindstone, which is um, by Flying Island Press. That is the lovely little horror, 
horror conversation between myself, the author Paul E. Cooley, and the wonderful author Scott Roche. That's um, that's what's going to be in the feed next week. Um, it's a cool conversation. We talk about the difference between villains and monsters and actually really just kind of talk about it. Not so much trying to compare and contrast, but just go for it and just talk about villains and monsters and similarities, whatnot, you know, all that crazy stuff. It's about horror, which is fun. All right. Um, well, here's a good thing. Okay. I, I almost forgot to say this and you guys would have stopped this right after the um, end of the Americans. One re- another reason it is short, and I actually sort of planned it this way, is because at the end, after the little outro music plays, you're going to get a nice little treat of me reading the first uh, 20 minutes or so of Little Dead Man, which is part of my, well, not part of my, which is my young adult novel that is currently being shopped by my agent out there to them big New York publishers. And yeah, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, this is a little taste. I, I did it on a local internet radio show here in Asheville, North Carolina, and and I uh, had a great time. And yeah, I thought I would be able to share it. I was able to get a copy, which is outstanding. And I'm putting it on here for you guys to listen to. I think you'll like it. I think it'll make you want more. Um, and you should just start emailing and writing publishers and telling them, hey, you need to buy this book. It's outstanding. That's what you need to do, actually. That would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> a little email write-in campaign. All of a sudden, publishers like, whoa, what's going on here? Maybe we need to check this out out so anyway here's the um, little taste of it for you uh, it'll wet your whistle and probably make you want more i know i want more and heck i wrote the damn thing so anyway that's what's going on um i think that's about it don't forget go to scottsigler.com and pre-order pre-order the limited edition hardcover copy of the all pro the third book in scott sigler's gfl series don't know what gfl is galactic football league think of star wars meets the godfather meets the blind side all put together i ain't shitting you here people seriously and he does an amazing job of getting that there so that's it done for the rambling done for the intro getting you right into another episode of the americans and then don't forget after that a little taste of little dead man and that's it all right thanks everybody as always you rock you are awesome people i love you i do hugs kisses whatever else kind of gross and mushy like that that you guys are into i'm a giver that way enjoy the fiction cheers y'all chapter nine mr stone crouched on the riverbank holding his throbbing head in his hands as Reginald watched the last of the three spiders slip into the Thames. "'You all right, Mr. Stone?' Reginald asked, glancing back at his partner. "'Can I get you an aspirin?' Mr. Stone grinned despite his discomfort. "'Yes, Reginald, please. And could you put that aspirin at the bottom of a nice bottle of gin?' "'I believe that can be—' Reginald trailed off as the night sky was lit by a brilliant flash— then followed by the undeniable signature mushroom cloud and fireball of a nuclear detonation far off in the distance. Sweet God, Stone! They actually did it! Mr. Stone got to his feet and turned towards the spectacle in the sky. It's a brave new world now, Reginald. He winced and closed his eyes. Ugh, too bright. How about that aspirin? What is that? 
Melissa asked, watching the far-off mushroom cloud illuminate the night sky. Billy emerged from the boat's cabin as Beth helped Heather to her feet. The two ghosts exchanged a worried glance, and Billy stepped back into the cabin to check the holocast. That's nuclear, Heather said. What? Beth asked, shocked. From where? The American BOP in Suffolk, Billy said, his face drawn. It's all over the hollows. They're saying that religious extremists have targeted American bases all over Europe. What? Heather cried. All of them? Billy nodded gravely. What does that mean? Melissa asked, her voice that of a normal scared 16-year-old and not the ghost in training. Are they all dead? Are we alone? Don't know yet, Billy answered. Reports are still sketchy. There's a chance the Russian base survived. That's good, Heather said. If any base survived, I'm glad it's Russia. That'll help us a lot. That's good? That's good? Melissa roared. How the fuck is that good? Heather pushed Beth aside and got right in Melissa's face. Calm the fuck down, Mel. This is not the time to freak out. This is the time you gear down and show what you are made of. You want to be a ghost? You want me to activate you? Then take a deep breath and grow a fucking pair. Melissa withered under the tongue lashing and her eyes began to well with tears. Don't you dare fucking cry, Heather shouted, poking Melissa in the chest. Don't you fucking dare. Melissa took several deep breaths, forcing herself to get it together. Sorry. Fucking should be, Heather said, sitting heavily on the deck of the boat. Are, are you, um, we really alone? Beth asked. No, I doubt it, Heather replied. There are plenty of ghosts on assignment, not to mention FCUs out in the field. We aren't alone. We're just divided. Which means the conquer part is coming fast, Billy said, leaning against the cabin door. It wasn't extremists. Had to be LOM. Why? Melissa asked. Why would the LOM want to destroy us? Now who's being dense? Beth said. No Americans. No force strong enough to stop them. Stop them from what, though? Heather mused. She patted the case. You think it has to do with this? She looked over at Beth. And her? Billy shrugged. No way to say. The good side is everywhere we go, it's going to be complete chaos. Easy to hide and not get noticed in chaos. I hope so, Heather sighed. Your Highness, Sasha Veronikova, steward to Prince Alexander Tartaroff, the next in line to the Russian throne, barked loudly. Prince Alexander! The young prince stirred but did not wake. His head lay face down on his writing desk, drool pooled about his cheek and nose. Discarded vodka bottles littered the floor and a distinct smell of vomit and excrement permeated the chambers. Sasha sniffed the air and frowned. You've shat yourself again. The steward tried not to gag as he hefted the unconscious prince over his shoulders and carried him towards the bathroom. Alexander let loose a voluminous belch and the sound of liquid splashing onto the marble floors made Sasha grimace. I swear to God, Alexander, Sasha growled, if you just vomited down my back, I will personally drown you in the canal. Sasha dumped the prince quite unceremoniously and fully clothed into the ornate bathtub and turned both handles to full, then stepped back. Within seconds, Alexander began to stir, then struggle, finally kicking and thrashing as the water splashed about him. What the hell, Sasha? Alexander shouted, I've ordered you over and over not to do this. 
and I, your highness, have told you over and over that you need to stop being a fucking drunk piece of shit, Sasha said boldly, shoving the prince back into the tub each time he attempted to pull himself out. You are going to stay in there until you are washed, rinsed, and clean. You have a meeting with VIPs in an hour. I know it's late, but it appears there has been some trouble with the Americans that may concern us all. Reports are incomplete, but I do hope to have more information soon. Remember how tenuous your place here in Amsterdam is. You don't have many options, especially with your current state of exile. You need to be ready for this meeting. Alexander wiped the water from his face and glared at his steward. I could kill you right now for your insolence. You know that, don't you? Then who would get the shit stains out of your britches? Sasha said, walking out of the steamy bathroom. I'd find someone, Alexander shouted after Sasha. There are plenty of people that would jump at the privilege to lick my ass clean. The prince slowly and painfully, due to the now raging headache he had, began to undress, tossing his soiled clothes onto the tiled floor. Plenty of people. What's special about Russia? Beth asked Heather as she settled down on the deck next to her while Melissa and Billy scoured the holocast trying to find as much information as possible on the attacks and the status of the Americans. Russian throne is held by Her Highness Empress Natalia Tartaroff, Heather began. Her mother was American, full-blooded and quite the ghost in her day. American? I, I never heard that, Beth said. Yes, well, she died when Natalia was three, and the twin princes, Alexander and Vasily, were only infants, Heather replied. The emperor was devastated and believed it was a conspiracy. He forbade any mention of his children's birthright, lest it bring violence towards them. It's been all but forgotten now. So why is it good? Beth pressed. Surely the empress would want to distance herself as much as possible from the Americans, considering all that is happening. The empress might, yes. But the princes? Heather grinned. They are a different story. They are fully trained ghosts. Their American DNA gave them the birthright, and their mother chose for them to be altered in vitro so they could have full BC manipulation. She didn't with Natalia, and that has always gotten under the Empress's skin. Prince Vasily flung open the great doors to the royal court and stormed towards the massive meeting table that had been placed in the center while the cabinet convened. Vasily! Empress Natalia exclaimed, standing and extending her hands. Thank you for joining us. I know it is short notice, but considering the circumstances... The slap came hard and fast, and most in the room had no idea what had happened until the royal guard had tackled the prince and pinned him to the marble floor. You fucking bitch! Vasily shouted. How could you? The empress pressed her hand against her cheek, a red welt already beginning to form in the shape of Vasily's hand. Would you all excuse us, please? She ordered in a very calm, very cold voice. My brother and I need to speak alone. The cabinet members stood and bowed, exiting as quickly as possible. Everyone! Natalia shouted, glaring at the guards. Reluctantly, they left their posts, closing the doors behind them. Vasily pushed himself to his feet, rolling his neck and rubbing his arms where the guards had grabbed him. He stood a good foot above his sister, but the look on her face instantly reminded him of who was in power. I apologize, sister. My emotions got the better of me. I should say they did, she hissed, in front of the cabinet. What were you thinking? 
I was thinking why my sister had lied to me, Vasily said, Venom returning to his voice, why she had promised to protect the Americans here on Russian soil, but I still receive word that the American base has been destroyed and that not a single FCU can be accounted for. Vasily stepped closer but made no sudden moves, well aware that they were being watched on security hollow. You knew all along the LOMSD was going to wipe them out and you did nothing. American blood, our blood, is on your hands. The Empress took her seat and waved at the Prince dismissively. You're a dreamer, Vass. You always have been. She poured a glass of water, sipping leisurely from it. I always thought the twins were opposites, but between you and Alex, Russia has enough dreams to last a lifetime. Please don't compare me to that drunkard. Vasily spat. He left us and has no rights in this court. I stayed to help you secure our place when father died. You should have shown me more respect. Natalia set the water glass down, her eyes as cold as a frozen Russian winter. Respect, Vas. Respect. Did the Americans show us respect when St. Petersburg was besieged by General Korkov's forces? Did the Americans show us respect when we pleaded for their intervention to help alleviate the suffering as hundreds of thousands died from starvation while the general feasted on his countryside spoils? Did the Americans respect us when we finally defeated Korkov and we asked for assistance in rebuilding the empire? No. Of course not, Vasily said, but that is not their place. They are to remain a neutral force throughout. Damn their neutrality, Natalia roared. My husband died because of their neutrality. My one true love. Do you understand what that means in royal circles, Voss? Do you understand how rare it is to find love with someone worthy of our class? It is near impossible, and they let that love die. The Empress stomped to the wide windows, looking out into the night, her hands gesturing widely. They respect nothing but their own survival. Well, now they get all the respect they deserve. Now they get to truly survive. Prince Vasily stared at his sister for a moment, waiting for her to calm down. When she had regained her composure, he crossed to her, taking her hands in his. Many of those men and women were my friends, Nat. You know how closely I've worked with the Americans, how long I have trained with them, making sure that our American blood was never in doubt or went to waste. All I needed was the truth, Nat. That's all. I would have mourned their loss, but I never would have gone against you. You should have told me. The Empress pulled her hands free. Yes, well, that would have presented certain problems in of itself, wouldn't it? She activated her calm. Bring him in. The great doors opened and two guards dragged in a beaten and bloodied young man. Vasily gasped. Nat, what have you done? What needed to be done, dear brother, the Empress sneered, protect Mother Russia from its enemies. As the guards tossed the man to the floor and were dismissed by the Empress, Vasily rushed across the room, kneeling quickly and taking the man's head into his lap. Peter, Peter, can you hear me? Peter's face was a mass of bruises and cuts, some looking to have healed and reopened. Both eyes were swollen shut. One appeared to almost be deflated behind the purple lid. Why, Nat? Why? Vasily shouted, grief-stricken. I needed to know how much pillow talk happens between you and your American boy, the Empress scowled. And judging by what he finally told us, you two talk a lot. Is the sex really that good, Voss? So good you would betray state secrets to an outsider? An American, no less? Vasily struggled to keep his calm, struggled to not let his sister get the best of him. He kissed his lover's forehead and carefully let Peter's head settle onto the tile. 
Getting to his feet, he straightened his uniform, wiped at his eyes, and walked slowly to the table. What do you want from me, Natalia? Nothing, she said with a wicked smile. I want nothing of you. It's Alex that I need. Vasily frowned. Alex? Why? Don't be naive, Vasily, Natalia scolded. You know Alexander has, well, certain abilities with biochrome design that could make him very valuable if they became common knowledge. Vasily just glared. The Empress sighed and continued. I've been begging him for weeks to come home, and he refuses. He never has cared for me much, really, but you, Vas, well, you are his other half. He'd do anything for you. The doors opened once again, and Vasily turned to see Mikhail Malakhev, the warden of the royal prison, flanked by a dozen guards. The prince's eyes went wide in disbelief, and he spun on his sister. You're mad! You can't imprison me! I can... I will, then I'll tell Alex, Natalia sneered. And he'll come to save his brother, save him from the evil, evil big sister that never understood him. She snapped her fingers, and before Vasily could move, he was hit with 10,000 volts from the guard's stun pistols, dropping him to the floor in a twitching heap. Don't do any permanent damage, Mikhail. Just superficial enough to bring my brother running. Warden Malakhev nodded and followed behind his guards as they carried the prince away. Call the cabinet members back, the Empress said into her calm. We still have much work to do. You've been listening to the podcast reading of Jake Bible's The Americans. This novel and recording are protected under whatever latest, greatest Creative Commons license is out there currently. Share this all you want. Just don't even try to make a buck off it without the express permission of the author, me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, please go to jakebible.com. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode of the re-release of the original podcast production of The Americans. Don't want to wait each week for a new episode? Go to jakebible.substack.com and become a paid subscriber. Want more audiobooks? Go to jakebible.com for info and access to dozens of Jake Bible fiction audiobooks and ebooks. Cheers.